Well, thanks very much for inviting me. At least I'm one of the elderly, um, but I don't want to get involved with that. Just remember what Leon Trotsky said. Old age is the most unexpected of all things that can happen to someone. <laughs> it is a little surprising. I'm 84, and yes, I'm still a little surprised. And the idea of being incompetent in old age goes back 2,500 years, at least the writing about it. There's one in Egypt where they say, how hard and painful are the last days of an aged man. He gets weaker every day. He cannot remember what yesterday was like. Unfortunately, I understand exactly what that means. <laughs> For those of you who are young, you don't know what we're talking about. With them. Now, if you look at the history of people about it, Hippocrates thought it was the loss of heat and water. Roger Bacon suggested in 1214 that diet and the breath of a young virgin would make you live uh, young. <laughs> I think it's a lovely suggestion. <laughs> then Francis Bacon, not Roger Bacon, but Francis Bacon, uh, wrote the first science book on ageing, and he thought that the way to stop getting old was to be cold, uh, uh, but that's not a thing. Then in 1881, Weissman, based on Darwin, he thought that what ageing was was to get rid of too many of the population, but that's not true at all. Then the better ideas came from Meadow and Hayflick. Hayflick showed um, that if you took cells and cultured them, when you were young, they divided quite a large number of times. As you got older, they divided a smaller number of times. And the first chair related to geriatrics was in Glasgow in 1865. Now, you must remember that aging is not a disease, but is due to wear and tear. It's not a disease. Now, of course, heart and cancer are the major cause of death, but you don't really <laughs> die from old age, I think. But you have all sorts of problems, arthritis, falls, bone breaks. Your brain shrinks, I'm afraid. Muscles lose their mass. About 1% a year, your muscles lose their mass. But yet there are old joggers. Just think of Ralph Fiennes at 65. He ran seven marathons in seven days. Wow. If you actually look at how people are doing, about one-third uh, over the 85 have problems with stairs. Yes, I'm sorry, that's the case. There are problems with diabetes. Sex with age is not bad. It's really quite good. <laughs> not in my case, I have to say, but we won't, we won't go into that thing. And the curious thing is that the study shows your happiest at 70-plus. That's what the study shows. Now, just remember that the predictive age of death at birth is now you're predicted to live to about 80 and more. In 1800, <coughs> it was just 35. You know, that is really a dramatic difference. So the number of old people has, is and is increasing enormously. And as you can see, this has grave economic problems not least is caring what this meeting is about. Now, others of the problems that come with age, age is your eyes get cataracts. Age is the biggest single cause of, of hearing getting worse. And once you're 80, you're going to have significant hearing problems. Mine's not too bad, but not, but not too good. But you begin to forget. So my case is... I was staying at my son's house in Cambridge. I was, well, they were aware they lent it to me. 
and I went down to breakfast one morning and there was a young woman there doing some washing up. I said, hello, where are you from? Do you come here often? It was my granddaughter and I didn't recognize her. Can you imagine that happening? No, you don't understand. And my other case was I was going to ask my psychiatrist, because I do suffer from depression and I used to see him once a month very briefly. I was going to ask him about whether I was getting dementia or not. And after I'd seen him, I was cycling home, I burst out laughing. I'd forgotten to ask him. He thought that was very, he thought that, he thought that was very uh, amusing. And there is a thing, there is a quote that says, first you forget names, then you forget faces, then you forget to pull your zipper up, and then you forget to pull it down. <laughs> but there are old people who've been very successful, Galileo, Churchill, and so forth. And I don't have to tell you about dementia because you know about it. We've had a meeting about that. But that really is a truly terrible illness. And I've had several close friends with dementia, and it really is thing, and one of them has died from it. it it's too terrible. And one of the things, it is due to, to death of neurons uh, in the brain due to the accumulation of, of amyloid on the brain. And I think the chances of curing it, I think because it's due to cell death, I'm not optimistic in any way whatsoever. It affects one in 14 people over the age of 65. That's a lot of people. That's an enormous number. And one in six over 80. And I keep worrying that, you know, I'm getting that way, but fortunately... I now recognize my granddaughter, <laughs> and uh, things aren't too, too bad. And then there is a gene, the APOE gene, which makes it more likely you'll get it. And it's also worth remembering that depression with old age is really qu quite severe. There's, there's a figure that I've got then, that there are, more than, there are more than 2 million people over 65 who suffer from depression. Uh, depression is my subject. I, when I was 65, had a very severe depression and was hospitalized, and, and I can talk about depression uh, for ages for you. It was the worst experience in my life. It, it was an absolute nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. Now, one of the curious things about we old people, when we meet, when you meet an old friend, the first thing you do is we start, shall we start at the top? or start at the bottom to talk <laughs> about our problems. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and we, we, all, we all have these various problems. I've just had a hip operation, but it's doing good. Anyway, I don't want to get in there. <laughs> there's, only, there's a study which shows that only 1 in 10 free after 70, yet 60% over 80, 60% are very happy with their health. So you can do pretty well. And I cannot complain. I play tennis... I can't run properly, but I do go jogging on Primrose Hill. Now, understanding age, old age, as I tell you, is not a disease. Old age is only concerned, the origin of aging, why do we age? It's concerned with wear and tear and with reproduction. Because from the point of view of evolution, once reproduction is over, there's no selection for survival. So what happens to you once you reproduce evolution says bye-bye we don't give a damn about you anymore <laughs> and I'm afraid that's really what happens with happens with, with, with old age so mutations that occur in your body 
which cause damage to you after you've reproduced successfully, evolution doesn't try to remove them. And as Tom Kirkwood, a well-known study of aging, he talks of the disposable soma. Once, once you've reproduced things, you're really disposable, and bye-bye, you can go. And it's just worth remembering that the oldest mother recorders is 70, which is pretty old, actually, for a mother. And it's worth remembering that menopause occurs around 52. That's, that's the average age for, for, for menopause. And that's once an evolution says, we don't want you to reproduce after that. We want you to look after the children you've already got. So that's the biological function of, of menopause. And of course, as I said, aging is due to wear and tear. The DNA, your DNA gets damaged, your genetic material. The proteins get married. The cells try to eat bits of themselves that are damaged and to eat other cells that are damaged. So there are all sorts of things that try to prevent damage. And it's worth remembering that even single cells age. And as I told you, if you put normal cells in culture, when you're young, they'll probably divide 60 times. When you're a bit older, probably only about 40. And it's worth remembering that at the end of your chromosomes are structures called telomeres, they're just extensions of the chromosomes. And every time a cell divides, a bit of the telomere is chopped off. And then there's an enzyme telomerase which can put it back. But with aging, your telomeres get shorter and shorter. But there's no really good evidence that telomeres are responsible for most of the problems associated with aging. But they are there. And it's worth also bearing in mind that stem cells, you should all know what stem cells are. Stem cells are cells, for example, in your skin that divide to give rise to a skin cell and remain there to give rise to more cells. Stem cells, it's claimed, do not age. Now, I know there's an enormous amount of publicity about stem cells and all the good they're going to do. I'm suspicious, to put it bluntly. However complex, I tell students, however complex you think cells are, they are more complex. They are just really complex structures. And the thing that you can manipulate things so that everything will turn out right is not. And the reason why there's been the great increase <coughs> in age isn't any marvelous medical. It's just due to hygiene and better cost of living. It's getting rid of infections that has been the major reason why we live to it so much more now than we did a couple of hundred years ago. And genes are responsible about your, what your genetic constitution is. It's responsible for about 30%. only responsible for about a third of how old you're going to get. So identical twins don't normally reach the same age at all. So how you live, what you eat, and how you behave has a big effect on how long you're going to live. And there are, of course, genetic diseases like progeria, and, and thing which really do nasty things to you. It's also interesting that there are animals that don't age. Um, as an experimental biologist, I have worked on one called Hydra. It's a little, it's a little animal with little tentacles. It doesn't age. And partly it doesn't age because it's continually replacing its cells. It buds, so it's always giving off cells. So cells that are probably damaged are, la are lost by the budding. 
but that's an explanation. I'm not sure it's a reliable explanation. Now, there are model systems that are used for studying aging. One of them is a little worm, the nematode, whose biology we understand really quite well. It normally only lives 20 days. And the flies, the fruit flies, another one that lives for 30 days. And these are two model systems that have been used to study aging. If you starve the nematode, instead of living for 20 days, it lives for 90 days. So one of the questions is, to what extent, if you starve, will you age much, le much less? Well, the answer is, is, is a little complicated. Extending your life, what, what actually happens there with calorie restriction is that with rats, once again, they, you starve them, they live 50% longer. With humans, there's not much of it. There's a little bit. There are the Japanese on the island of Okinawa who, uh, who eat much less th than other people, and they have more centenarians than most other people. But I don't think I would encourage you to starve yourself to live longer. There's no good ever, ever, ever for it. And it's just, now you live, expect to be, live to 100, and there is evidence that if you have a positive view about old age, you'll live longer also. So that, that, that's really quite good. But just remember, living longer is a tricky business. Remember the story of Tithonus and an Aurora. Tithonus was the lover of the goddess of dawn, Aurora, who asked her father, Zeus, to give Tithonus eternal life. And he gave it to him. But he didn't stop him aging. So the poor man ended up as a little cockroach. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't good. So calorie restriction is not the, uh, is not the way to do it. So there are claims that people will find ways to prevent aging, and there's quite a lot of genetic studies, anyhow, that in the nematode, there are two genes, the mutations in two specific genes produce a five-fold increase in longevity in nematodes. But I think the idea that you can make humans live much longer, well, if you're going to do the experiment, you'll never know whether you're right or not, <laughs> you know, because you won't live that long. <laughs> So I don't think many people are going to think. And of course, one of the thing I won't talk about um, makeup and uh, and cosmetics. <laughs> so then I'm coming to old age as no place for sissies. And remember what Leah said: "Thou should not have been old till thou hadst been wise." So being wise, taking lots of exercise, not being obese would all be very good. And old age does have its pleasures. Yes, there are many pleasures, um, but I won't take you through them. And then with death, it's really directly related to aging. And one of the points that I want to make about death is the thing that I'm very, very keen on, and I hope you'll support, is that we should have the right to die when we want to. When we're ill and we're old and there's not much hope, the idea that we should have legal euthanasia, a legal death, that we can decide when we want to die. It is our life. And I don't see, and I think, it's, I think the, the legislation is looking a little bit better at the moment, but I'm not sure it will go through. But I feel very positive. And my last point is, I just wonder sometimes if it wouldn't be wise if we had a gene 
that let us all die peacefully at a particular age. The difficulty is what would that age be? I used to think 85, but I'll be there this year. 86. <laughs> Thank you very much.